we've hit the ground running. We've been saying that for the past couple of weeks. Um, but the great thing is there's a buzz and excitement of what God is going to do across this year. Um, and one of the things you'll have seen this morning, you know, we've just thrown a load of dates at you. What we want to do is really just put things on your radar that are coming up in the coming weeks, months, uh, and across the year. Um, the biggest problem we have as a church is not that we need to get things going. It's that we have so many wonderful things happening in the life of our church uh, that it's sometimes hard to get that information across. And that's true of stories. That's true of what God is doing in the life of our church that actually there's some wonderful testimonies, there's some wonderful news of how we're impacting our area, but also how God is transforming us. And so we figured it'd be great to take um, one of the weeks as we start the year off to share some of those stories. Is that okay? I really hope so, because that is what we're doing this morning. So <laughs> imagine if you're like, no, I'm off, I'm leaving. Look, there goes someone. Else. No, I'm joking. Um, so um, we're going to introduce a few people. Some of you will know some of the faces this morning. Some of you won't. But um, just as we've heard different stories um, across the board, we thought, here's a snapshot, just a small snapshot of what we'd love to share. And really, the premise for this morning, um, don't worry if you haven't got your Bibles open. I'm going to read it out. Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20 says this. Um, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always until the end of the age. And then off the back of that, one of the verses we reflected on as a church last year was around the parable of the banquets found in Luke 14. Uh, And in that story, uh, Jesus essentially encapsulates those verses I've just read. There's a demonstrative way that's done, and he describes it as being a feast of the kingdom of heaven, a feast of God uh, laid out on this table. And so often what happens is churches eat of this feast, but we forget that actually we're here to extend the table of God to others. We're here to open the doors. And in that parable, he talks about going into the highways and the byways, to go into the streets, to invite people in and extend the table. And so what we'd love to do is just share a few stories this morning of how Uh, that's happening in people's lives and how God is shaping them through that. So if you just give a warm welcome this morning, my first guest is Tom Speed. Keep clapping, it's a long walk. (laughs) Hello. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. Tell us your name and where you come from. My name's Tom. Uh, I come from Croydon. Okay. Good. good. Yeah, we like that. So, did someone just boo? It's not it's that okay. bad. We can pray for him afterwards. It's okay. Um, but he's, no, you love the Lord, though, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> so, Tom, uh, what are some of the things that the Lord has stirred in you recently? Uh, so, I had quite a tricky 2023 for uh, a few different reasons. So, my faith was tested in lots of different ways that I hadn't tested it before uh, and perhaps I hadn't expected to. Um, and there was something that we did as a small group at the start of last year, uh, which was to find a word for our year. Um, and for me, the word I had was the word focus, which it wasn't immediately obvious at the start how that was going to be relevant. Um, but over the course of the year, I came to realize that having the focus on God with all the other stuff that was going on around me was really important. Um, so that, yeah, it was really hard at times, hard to be proactive in that. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I love that you started with a word. We did a, a straw poll last week of who, who does New Year's resolutions. Two people raised their hands. And so this, the word of the year, that's carrying you through. That's been something that God's um, kind of unsettled in you to actually draw down your attention to focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the thing I realized was that I wasn't always particularly focused. And it's quite hard to be proactive uh, in that. Uh, 
simple things, prayer, reading the Bible, even coming to church and being in spaces like this, uh, having that as a focal point of your life is not always easy. No, absolutely. Um, one of the ways you serve is by loving our young people. So Tom's on our, our youth team. In fact, after this session, he's jumping straight back into youth, multitasking this Ooh. morning. Um, what inspires you most about serving our young people? Um, how has the Lord grown you through serving them? Uh, so when I was youth age, I had some brilliant youth leaders and was really blessed in that. Um, so that's like, that gives me a lot of the motivation to serve in youth. Um, but having been around the church for a while, I'm sure some people may be able to empathize. Uh, you can get like, bad habits creep in. You can maybe get a bit weary. The energy levels can drop. Um, but being around the youth is amazing. The energy, the optimism, the positivity that some of them have uh, and their desire to sort of act out their faith is, is really amazing. It's a real privilege. Uh, I'd really encourage it. Um, if you want to get involved, plug. Um, yeah. and can I ask you, do you understand all of the phrases they use? Because I was a youth pastor for many years, and I thought it would never happen. And it's happened. No. <laughs> right, so, so we're in the same boat. We, we don't feel left out. And yet you can still serve our young people. Embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> um, in what ways have you experienced spiritual growth through um, working with our young people? Uh, so, another plug. Uh, it's a great team to serve on. There are some phenomenal youth leaders. Um, <laughs> There's at least one in the room. Yeah. We've got a cheer. That's good. There's one phenomenal one. Um, but so when you serve on youth, you spend a lot of time around the leaders on the camps, on the weekends. And so I learn a lot from the, the leaders as well and how they approach things. Um, but it also, let me get to my notes. Um, when you have a responsibility to teach people about faith, church, God, Jesus, all of those things, it, the challenge that I find is being in a place where I can communicate that clearly um, and understand that. And it makes me realise the simplicity of a lot of the things we sit there and we really overcomplicate. Um, the foundations that we all know we should have in our faith that we sometimes neglect. Um, and so that, a lot, last year, I had a lot of that coming out. Uh, yeah. So as we, as we look at the way we serve, um, you know, one of the things we do as a church is we, we come in, we get built up in the faith, and then we also give out of what gifts and talents the Lord has given us. Um, but obviously, committing to, to serving God in the way that you are is a bit of a time commitment in a variety of ways. Because, for instance, you know, it's not just on Sundays, is it? There's different times we have special events. There's times when our young people go on trips. Um, and you're, you're able to give of your time. How do you balance that commitment to um, growing in your faith, serving our young people, and maintaining a positive presence as you go about your daily work as well? Because it's not just how you serve in there. It's also how you're serving in your workplace, right? Yeah, so it's a huge thing for me. Um, I think it's really important to have spaces in the church that you give to, uh, that maybe draw on your energy levels. And, and youth is that, like it's great, but it can be tiring. Uh, but also having spaces that you can learn from and grow in. And so small groups, another plug, uh, are great. And I really appreciate the community that you have in that and the learning that you can get from that. And I think it's, that's really important. Uh, in a work setting, so I work in the civil service, uh, like the non-political government bit. Um, <laughs> clarify. That wasn't a plug, though, was that it? That wasn't a plug. <laughs> so it's not always easy to share about your personal life, faith or otherwise. Uh, I have the odd conversation. I actually had a conversation with a guy last summer post-DTI and found out that he also serves as a youth leader in a church. I didn't even know he went to church. So it was really nice to have that community with someone 
uh, sort of support me. Um, but what I do try and do in the work setting is, if I can't talk about my faith because it just doesn't come up so much, is, is think of what I can control. And I can control how I act and try and apply the sort of principles that Jesus taught us to have in work. That's honesty, integrity, kindness, how you, how you treat people. Uh, I try and bring that in where I can. What I love about that is there's, I don't know if you call that, there's three aspects here where Tom is a part of our church, you're serving our young people, but also that's a catalyst for conversation in your everyday life. Like, how's your week gone? Well, here's what I did on my weekend. And you're finding things spill out of that that allow you to speak about your faith, allow you to be a, a witness is the kind of old school term that we'd use. But all of, the, all of these things play together in helping extend the table in different ways because you're serving here kind of in what we're familiar with on a Sunday, but actually it has an impact on the rare areas of your life. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Give it up for Tom. Um, we're going to let him go, jump back into serving our young people. Uh, my next guest, I feel like a chat show host, uh, just not a very good one, um, is Stephen Ellis. Give it up for Stephen Ellis. Go, keep clapping. It's a nonchalant walk today. That's, a... <laughs> That's it. There's no, there's no comfortable or attractive way to sit on these stools. We, what, what we said as a team was, just, just you take the mic. What we said as a team was, what, what's the most uncomfortable seating we could find? And uh, I picked, it was mine, I picked these stools to make us look all, all awkward. So, um, <laughs> Steve, you, you've been around our church for a, a number of years, serving in a variety of ways. And um, what we wanted to do was share just some perspectives of things that happen on the ground, particularly in midweek. But um, we talked last year a lot about um, discovery, um, churning up. What is it that Lord's doing in different people's lives? We asked people to put their hands up last week. And I think something like two, for maybe 90% of the room, two thirds to 90%. I don't know how you put that ratio in. But a lot of us put our hands up saying, actually, God had shifted us last year in discovering what is this new season? What does he have in store. Um, what are some of the things that emerged for you in 2023 around what the Lord was doing and what really surprised you? Um, well, some of you might know that I'm a vineyard coach and um, that involves uh, coaching pastors and leaders. And I was coaching um, one person and she was talking about her compassionate ministries. And she was talking about uh, the challenge of uh, the warm space that she was setting up. And I don't know why, but suddenly I sensed, because you're coaching online, that the Holy Spirit just jumped out of the screen and said, tell your leaders about this, you know. So I spoke to Hannah, Hannah Miles, and I said, oh, Hannah, you know, have you heard about this warm space? And she says... Yeah, we have actually. And I said, I was telling about it. And she said, well, we're happy to support you if you're willing to lead. <laughs> and that's the, that's the way it goes in the, in the church here. <laughs> you know, and um, I, I, that was not on my radar. I'm retired. I'm supposed to be taking things a bit e easier, doing different things. There's no, there's no retirement in the kingdom of God. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm discovering, and it was completely left field because it's something that I wouldn't have thought about, dreamt about doing it, had no skill about doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought, I'll pray about this. this, is what you should do. And then I spoke to my wife, 
Actually, she, uh, you know, she, um, she rephrased this because I, she, um, she said, uh, this is what I've, I've um, she's written actually. Uh, after seek, seeking God reluctantly on the matter and with the prompting of the Holy Spirit, actually it was her nagging. You, you know, you were doing so well when you said I got the prompting from my wife, but um, enjoy your night's yeah. sleep. Um, <laughs> that I actually said, you know, I couldn't take it any longer. I said yes. And I had no idea what I was uh, committing myself for, you know. Uh, originally, we launched it as a, a warm space, and now we've uh, evolved into a, a, a warm welcome. And uh, warm welcome is simply a community coffee bar offering board games and a place co to connect on Monday mornings to the community. And we, we haven't been start, um, taking um, numbers, but last time Tom said, I think we ought to uh, at least record how many people go through the, the doors. And last term, just last term, from September to December, we had over 200 visitors. So that, that was quite amazing, you know. Um, so God has surprised me also in many different ways because... There's interest in this. The Sutton Council, the Sutton's community engagement team has been uh, talking to us. Uh, the local councillors have dropped in to find out. Age UK have dropped in and given us some uh, uh, advice. Um, and it's been absolutely amazing that actually I didn't canvas any of this, but God has brought the, the people through the doors. So it's, uh, it's amazing. That is incredible. And um, one of the things that we discovered last year was this phrase extending the table to the least the lost the near and the far off and the more we spoke the more we preached the more we prayed together the more we sought God um, what we realized is that that really sums up the mission of what we're here to do um, that's the reason we exist that's the purpose uh, of why we exist and so one of these things like warm welcome is a unique way to do that um, tell us about a time during that serving in that way with warm welcome where you've seen someone come to the table um, and how it's been able to demonstrate God's love to them. Okay, okay. so throughout last year, God has, has shown us that what's extend, what, what is meant by extending um, um, the table. Um, and actually, it's simply offering God's hospitality and his perfect presence to those who visit us on a Monday morning. It could be a simple smile, uh, an act of kindness, a chat, just making connection. Um, signposting if they, to some, if they need some support somewhere, or offering prayer. Um, can I give you just two really short stories? You can in go. Yeah, okay. Go. Uh, I, I, there won't be long. I'll read it up. But we each week we capture the stories of what God does on our internal WhatsApp group, and and this is one uh, message that I took off the WhatsApp. So God works in small things. We had, another, uh, we had another good morning at the Dolphin. It may seem a small thing, but one of our regulars hardly spoke or engaged with anyone during previous sessions. Today, he brought along a chess set to play with, and as a result, I noticed he was engaging freely in conversation. A small thing, but a mighty step for that person. And then another me message read. Last Monday... In our debrief, a member of the team shared a lovely story about a Portuguese lady who dropped in. She'd worked at a local hospital. 
she was struggling with the cost of living, was lonely and planning to go back to Portugal. Our team member listened and prayed with her, and the lady was blessed by the word that she was given. That is incredible, isn't it? Um, and just as you look out on this room, Steve, thinking about the variety of people um, in our church, some are able to serve midweek, some um, are, are working all sorts of hours. Um, and we're sharing these different stories. What are some of the ways that you can encourage others to extend the table, um, both in some of the things you've talked about, but maybe in some other unique ways? I, re- I remember actually walking to a warm welcome on a cold, damp Monday morning and not knowing what the day would bring. Uh, and I had, uh, to be quite honest, I had little to give and feeling depleted of uh, energy. And I remember praying to God and saying, how do you want me to serve today? And I, uh, and I sensed him saying, just be pres- present and I'll do the rest. And sometimes it's your present that God's, God wants. For it's his Holy Spirit will give you the strength you need to guide you through the day. Extending the table is to be present at it. Through sitting at it, um, being with Jesus is the, is the beginning of offering hospitality and his perfect presence to the lost, the least, the near and the far off. What I love about that, Steve, as well, is that um, whether you look at some of the stuff that we do formally as a church or just in your own everyday lives, actually the key there really is uh, it's allowing people into your world, isn't it? And, and being Jesus in those moments. I think so often we think of sharing our faith as like big old school evangelistic crusades and they might have seen that kind of stuff before, Reinhold Bonnke and Billy Graham and these all kind of uh, iconics of thousands of people coming together to hear the gospel. But actually it's you being Jesus just in your everyday lives. It's you being Jesus and saying, actually, I'm going to share that with others. I'm going to bring people to that table of the goodness of what I've got. So I'll give it up for Steve. Thank you so much for sharing, Steve. Superb. I'm going to invite uh, Matt Gear. Matt Gear, come on down. Tonight, Matt's going to be... <laughs> name that show. Uh, <laughs> um, go on. Oh, I was saying thank you for the boy band stalls. Oh, yes, mate. If we, do, if we face this way, the music comes on. You change. The key change, <laughs> but you stand up on the key change. Yeah. You can stand up on yeah. the key change. I'll just do the harmonies. Of course. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, Matt, just tell us a little bit about uh, your background. What work do you do and how long have you been here at Sutton Vineyard? Uh, so I work for a housing association in comms and marketing and I'm married to Karis, who is here somewhere. Uh, and we have a little boy called Ruben, who's two and a half. And I think this, maybe not this month, but I think we're coming up to about five years at SVC which has, COVID has kind of scuppered some of the timelines, but that's gone very quickly. That is incredible, mate. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, how do you find moments of spiritual growth and connection with God in the middle of working full-time, uh, being a spouse, raising a small child, um, and the, the way that you serve in church? Uh, sometimes with great difficulty, if I'm being completely honest. Um, balance can be a hard thing to find when life is really busy, Um, with work commitments, with family commitments, but I think particularly over the last year, it's been about maybe not bite-sized, but being a bit more intentional with letting God be part of our day-to-day life rather than just trying to shoo in 
specific God time at the end of the day or the start of the day, which can often not happen, uh, depending on naps or depending on other things. It's about being present. So I guess in a practical sense, I drive to work. So it's ensuring that for those 45 minutes, I've got a talk or a podcast or some worship music or a playlist lined up. Uh, in terms of doing bedtime with Reuben, we factor in prayer time and a Bible story into that. And in terms of our time together as a family, it's also kind of incorporating reflection, prayer, maybe some worship. And that's been really quite a tangible way of staying connected. I really that love sense. that because like, so often you can feel the need to schedule God a little bit. Like, okay, here's my faith. Here's my family life. Here's my work life. And we can be a little bit boxed. And I think and I love the way you let that sort of bleed. Is that a fair way of describing it? Yeah, yeah. And some of it is just because it has to be that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think over the last year in particular, it's just become a bit more of a staple in our lives. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, last year, we spent uh, a fair bit of time talking about growing up in the faith. We talked um, some about foundations and the things that build up the body of Christ. Um, but we, we believe that happens for a reason. We believe that we're built up for uh, a purpose. What are some of the ways that you found to serve God with your gifts and talents? Uh, so we're serving effectively three teams, well, two, but well, we run a small group at Mesa House uh, on Thursdays, which has been a humongous blessing, and it's been, um, we've really seen God move, particularly over the last year. Um, and actually, just thinking about small group, that's been the, the biggest area where we've seen God just kind of come in and just say, stop, or no, this is the focus, and being able to just wait on the Holy Spirit with a group of people and just to pray into things and see God move and actually just kind of track how God has blessed us has been has been wonderful. Um, from an AV perspective, um, I, I really enjoy being able to kind of use some of my skills and probably some of not some of my skills to kind of do things behind the scenes that make church happen. And it feels like a real natural extension of who I am in some of my work life. And then from a welcome perspective, I like a chat. So <laughs> connecting with people, having conversations, being a friendly face to people, um, is just is just great, and I love it. Yeah. So if you do want to have a chat, do form a queue <laughs> at the end with Matt. You know, loads <laughs> of conversations. Yeah, fine. It'd be good. Um, so here's the thing. You're working full-time, but also you're able to do something unique at the moment. I thought it'd be really cool just to share that with people. Um, recently, uh, you've been able to give a day from time to time to serve on our, our Lighthouse team. How did that come about, and how does it help you extend the table? Um, so, firstly, Lighthouse is amazing, and the team that serve there are just are wonderful. Um, I'm very fortunate that where I work, I get volunteering days. I'm sure other people here do as well. Uh, I get three volunteering days a year to support various causes, and I've kind of used my time over the last year to volunteer at Lighthouse. Um, in terms of what I've seen, um, I definitely went in with not no expectations, but maybe not fully understanding how Lighthouse blesses the community. And I was blown away the first time. I was just like, wow, this is just God moving in a very practical way, helping people, you know, being the hands and feet in, in, in the wider community. Um, and in terms of how it's extended, you know, it's just faith in action. Uh, there's one particular story that stood out from the last time I was there where it was, I think it was probably maybe November time, and it was raining, and uh, we prayed at the start, and we were reflecting on kind of the stock. I don't know if it's still correct word but the stuff that we had to give to families and we were running low on buggies or there wasn't as many certain types of buggies in particular double buggies and probably about half an hour into lighthouse for those you know there's donations received throughout the session and a couple came and dropped off many things including a double buggy and it was wet took it into the back and was 
drying it off, and maybe within sort of 15, 20 minutes, uh, a family turned up and said, we really need a double buggy. And I remember saying to, I can't remember who it was, what, who it was in the back with me, maybe it was Tina. I was like, it's not even dry. It's still got rain on it. Uh, and then being able to kind of bless a family with that was just, is just amazing. And I think that, that articulates the power of Lighthouse and the power of God moving through that space. That's incredible. And again, you know, some of these are just small snapshots. Um, you know, what we want to do is just find a way of distilling some of these stories and letting you know, actually, there's, God's on the move in different ways. But um, I guess the other question is, like, doing the stuff in ministry is not just about midweek activities. It's not, you know, we run these kind of projects. These are formal ways as a church that we're able to be outward uh, looking and serve our community. But it also extends to how we share our faith in our everyday lives. Um, how does this look for you? Um, it's definitely evolved as I've got older and family life has changed. Um, but I think the kind of pivotal thing out of all of it is it's, it's not a secret. It's not a hush-hush thing when I share with friends or colleagues about what I do on a Sunday. And I'm very fortunate that I grew up in a Christian family, so that was always always kind of a given. Um, people knew where we were on a Sunday or a Friday evening or a Tuesday evening or whatever. But I think as I've got older and it's become kind of my own more personal faith, it's been about kind of articulating the so what factor. Um, so, in a, again, to think of an example, um, we have an NCT group of friends that we met when Karis was expecting Reuben, and we shared quite openly about how we've been blessed through meal rotors through SVC, which is a fantastic way of showing love to people, and we've then tried to pass that practice on to some of the people within our NCT group, and I remember one of the couples being like, why do you do this? Like, that's so nice. Like, who, why, would, why on earth would you do it? And I was like, it's just a meal. It's fine. Like, it's just kind of showing some love. Um, and then that leads on to conversations about church or about our faith or, you know, what we do on a Sunday or what we do on a Thursday or, or various other days throughout the week. Um, so that's been really important. Um, but then I think in a, in a slightly more difficult way, um, it's sometimes, at least for me, harder to share really constructive or tangible things about your faith or intangible about your friends and family that know you a little bit more and maybe who don't have a faith. And that's the area over the last year which has been a real area of growth. So in terms of praying for family members or praying into their lives more or sharing talks or words or things like that. And that's the thing that I'm really interested to kind of see kind of God extend in terms of my, my faith. Amazing. I don't want to um, throw a curveball, but can I just change the last question? Yeah, fine. Um, can't really say no. I said it over a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Now. Just thinking about, you know, the fact that you've been here for five years serving in different ways, but working full time, what would you say to somebody who's hearing some of these stories and like, well, I can't give up uh, a working day to serve in this way or, you know, I'm, I'm quite time poor. Like, what would you say is something that would spur them on in, in helping be the church and helping embody their faith? Uh, it's interesting you trained the question because Karis and I were talking about that last night because we are sometimes quite time poor as a family. Uh, and I would say, firstly, just do it. And I think in terms of uh, your relationship with God, you will see blessings that you don't even know. Um, and in some sense, it's kind of the least that we can do. If we're part of the kingdom, the least we can do is give back to the kingdom. Um, and it may, not, it may be uncomfortable, maybe time consuming, but actually what you, you will experience as a result is, is you know, unfathomable. But in a, in a tangible sense, for those kind of wondering about, oh, I wonder what team to serve on, or I'm not sure where my skills fit, or I don't feel like I'm very good, or I don't fit into that box, I think try and lean into your natural gifts, and it doesn't feel necessarily like it's so much of a thing. Um, I joined Welcome the start of this year, just because while I'm having a chat, and I wanted to be a face to people, and it, I served last week, and Kara uh, said to me when we got home, how was it? And I was like, 
yeah, it's fine. I just did the same thing I normally do, just wore a green T-shirt. And I think, you know, there's more to it than that, sorry. But yeah. But, that easy. That's yeah. Good. But it is a sense of being, uh, leaning into your gifting. And I think if you're not sure what that gifting is, then ask someone and they, they might tell you. That's awesome. Give it up for Matt. That's wonderful, mate. Thank you. And uh, my last guest, but by no means least, is Jenny Reed. Give it up for Jenny. There you go, Jenny. It's longer than it looks, isn't it, when you it's walk in? It's very long. Excellent, <laughs> <laughs> Jenny. How long have you been a part of um, Certain Vineyard, and what first attracted you to making this your spiritual home? Let's go in deep. Okay. So I've been here for about two years and two months now. And um, I'd been praying when I moved back from Hong Kong, God, I want a church and I want one fast. I don't want to be lingering and waiting to find a home. And um, I knew Matt and Mel Gush. And when they were here, I was in another church. And they were like, why don't you come to our church? I'm like, no, I've already got a home. I don't need one. And when I moved back, that, those words were playing on my mind. So I thought, okay, what have I got to lose? Let's go and try. And um, when I came, just hearing the preaching team and Jason just being so real and just, there weren't any masks worn when they preached. They preached from the heart. I was like, God, that's what I want. I want to, I want to be able to be real. I don't want to wear masks anymore. And um, so hence I found my home. <laughs> and everybody is real. You know, we don't hide, oh, I'm perfect. I've got everything under control because we don't. We all make mistakes, and that's what I found here. I can be real. So, yeah. I love that commitment to the grittiness of church. That's wonderful. Um, just reflecting on um, how we serve and how we use what God is doing in our lives to impact others, um, what have you learned through that? What have been the valuable lessons that the Lord has imparted? Because you're serving in so many different ways, but I want to talk about just like how God has added to you through those things. Um, yes, I'm blessed. Since moving back from Hong Kong, I decided to stop teaching, and um, I'm able to serve a family that I work for, so share who Jesus is. I'm able to serve on Lighthouse, I serve at Wendy House, and then my other part-time job is at Sutton Community Food Shop, so I'm able to serve the community there as well. Um, so, you, you know, you're doing a little bit. A, a, little, a, a little bit in different ways. <laughs> um, yeah, just, I guess just seeing how God is moving, but it's also, it's a puzzle piece, and they all seem to be connected. So I might have met a family at Lighthouse, which I then meet at the food shop, which, you know, you can, you start to build relationships with. And it's God just moving in different ways like that it has just blown me away. Um, yeah. Do you have a, maybe like a story of how someone might have been impacted through one of those things or something where you've seen God really show up for someone as you've served in those areas? I have a few from food shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had one lady who asked me, are you, are you able to pray for me because we offer prayer? And I was like, yeah, no problem. What would you like prayer for? She said, well, I think a bit of conflict in our family. And I was like, oh, God, okay, help with this because I know that feeling. Um, so I prayed for her and just I felt a bit of peace 
but didn't think anything of it. And two weeks later, she sort of cornered me at the food shop and she says, you won't believe it. Everything's fixed. There's no more fighting in my family. Prayer actually works. And I was like, amen, yes it does. Is there anything else you need prayer for? And <laughs> she was like, actually we're doing great. So just pray that it continues. So that was a real like, wow moment um, for that, for not only for the lady, but for me too. Like, God shows up when you ask him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's, that is incredible because we were talking recently in our prayer meeting last week uh, just about the power of prayer. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so often we put our prayers out, but we don't always listen for the answers. And so just to hear like the story of that coming back, you have that moment of your faith being boosted, don't you? Actually, we know that as we pray for people, there's results. Um, what would you say to someone who, um, again, maybe the week looks a little bit different. They're not able to offer time in the same way. How could they pray and support people as we look to share the good news of Jesus in our borough? So I know a lot of us work and we're not all as privileged as I am to be able to have all these different ways in serving. But just listening to your neighbors, listening to those at the school gate, listening to those around you, those in your workplace. It's something that I've learned this year is actually just to listen to Block out the noise that is going on. And a lot of people, when they're talking, there's noise. Um, and actually listen to what they are saying, and you will hear it. Um, we try and hide things, right, when we're not feeling well or there's something going on in our lives. But actually just to stop and say, God, let me hear what they're actually saying has really, really helped me. Um, I guess to, I haven't always been a good person at listening like that. And... This year's really, well, last year really taught me to stop, listen, and hear what they're saying. So that's what I would encourage you to do. If you don't have time, you've got time to talk to your work colleagues. You've got time to talk to the parents at the school gate, your neighbor. Um, just go and chat to them and find out how they're doing and be real with them. That's awesome. And what are you eagerly anticipating God to do this year? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> um, just excited to see... Things change in our borough. Um, I know at the moment we've got a lot of families who are going to be homeless soon. Their landlords are kicking them out, um, or they, where they're living and their accommodation is appalling. Um, we're seeing so many more families coming into food shop in financial crisis, and just seeing change in our in our neighbourhood. Just seeing God move whether it's homes, whether it's in finances, whatever it is, just seeing change happening and for God's glory. Well, man, thank you so much for sharing, Jenny. Give it up for Jenny. Well, I'm just going to invite the worship team to come and join me. We're going to spend a bit of time in worship together, but we really wanted to take a unique opportunity at the start of the year to do something a little bit different and share these stories. Hopefully they've encouraged you and have given you insight into just some of the very few story, uh, the very many stories that uh, we've got going on in the life of our church, but also hopefully to inspire you to think about what this year looks like for you. Actually, what does it mean to uh, embody our faith in, in so many different ways? We typically think of church as looking at three aspects, inward, outward, and beyond. And inward is all the things that grow us in our faith. These are all of the things that feed us. It's uh, being a part of a small group. It's coming on a Sunday. It's um, learning about our faith. It's growing together. It's worshiping together. And they build us up in the body of Christ as we pray together and pursue the Lord. But we're built up for a purpose and for a reason. And actually, the 
the outward focus of church is how we let that spill over into our everyday lives. And so that will look different for all of us at different levels because we, we've got a different pace of life. You know, some of you are full on, some of you have got a bit more time midweek, some of you have got uh, 100 kids uh, clamoring out the door in the morning. <laughs> some, or it might feel like that. Um, some of you, uh, you're in a different phase of life, you're about to enter a different phase of life. And I think it's asking that question, what is it that the Lord has for me this year? What is it the Lord asks of me this year? And as I grow close to him, how can I use what I've got to extend the table? How can we extend the kingdom of God to those that desperately need it? And um, yeah, our prayer is that we see this across the year as a place where we can see what God is doing through our lives, to share some of those stories. And this isn't the only time we get to share those. We'll be looking at different ways of helping tell the story of what God is doing. The Bible says in Revelation, and I wonder if you'd stand with me as we enter this place of worship. Maybe this can just frame us as we begin to turn our attention to worship and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our hearts. Revelation says this, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony. Now, overcoming by the blood of the Lamb, that's a representation of the great work that Jesus has done in our lives. And the power of our testimony is that we know of God's goodness. We know of the power of Jesus. We know the way the Holy Spirit works because it's a live story in my life. And so, Father God, as we begin to worship you this morning, we thank you that you're already here. We thank you that you've gone before us. And we thank you for the story of transformation in our lives, for the story of what you are doing, the true story of how you are moving us uh, into a place of life, how you're moving us into a place of thriving. And I pray, God, for that focus that we keep the main thing the main thing, that, Lord, we're built up, but we're built up for a purpose, that we want to see the kingdom of God extended. Lord, would you help us do that? And as we worship you, God, would you begin to well something up in our hearts? Put names on our hearts, Lord. Put names on our minds, people that we can begin praying for. And Lord, would you give us story after story of your goodness as you transform the people around us through the power of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on, church. Let's worship the Lord together.